Okay, so radio with you a family. My name is Ethan, and today I'm chatting to Veloshni Naidu. So before we start, Veloshni, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do? Good morning, Ethan. Thank you for the opportunity. In terms of career, I am in procurement. I've been in finance and procurement for many, many years. I really don't want to give away my age. Being in finance, I, in my current role, you know, I work in retail and I obviously as procurement manager, I spend millions of friends on a variety of items, goods, industry and, and so forth. And I think, Ethan, primarily this interview is focused on my book, which is Money Smart, which I've written for individuals on personal foundational finance, just to empower people on financial products, things like budgeting, savings, um, a variety of shopping tools, shopping tips, for example, retail therapy tips. That is my core focus or at this point in time in my life, there's a variety of things that I'd like to do. And one of the core focuses for me right now is my book. I also do lecture part-time in procurement for SIPS, which is the Chartered Institute of Purchasing and Supply. And I have been lecturing for many, many years. I think this is an amazing time to be releasing such a book. Obviously, the world's gone into chaos in the last few months, and it's a very uncertain time financially for many people. So as a way to kind of give a taste about the kinds of things you'll be talking about in the book, what are some simple to implement tips financially that people can start using to better their financial health and just overall survive this COVID situation a bit? Yes. So I think, Ethan, firstly, it's National Savings Month. July is the month of this National Savings Month. So it's the perfect opportunity for individuals to take stock of their financial situation. In other words, how much of disposable income do you have? How much of investments you have? How much of savings you have? And how much of debt one has? And during National Savings Month, during COVID in particular, we obviously have found that our expense base, as possibly in certain instances with certain individuals, that the income base has changed. In terms of these changes, my advice during this period would be to assess how one can reduce your expenses and, of course, increase your savings and your investments. So we find, obviously, we're not driving around. So petrol and motor vehicle expenses have basically come to a grinding halt. We find also things like social expenses, going out, all of the birthday parties, spending money on gifts for our family and loved ones, for example, have subsided. The need for clothing, brand names, for example, those lovely shoes and bags, you know, all of those needs have subsided. So those kind of expenditure that we used to spend on those items, if we could possibly move that across to investment, savings, endowment policies, whatever type of savings we can find would definitely assist during COVID. And I say that, you know, we are going to find a cure for COVID at some stage and life will normalize at some stage. Obviously, the numbers are increasing at this point in time in South Africa and globally. However, post-COVID, I would really encourage individuals to be in a better position. For those of us who where our disposal income has somewhat diminished, you know, because of loss of jobs, for example, or, you know, working short time, for example, which has happened to many of my friends and family as well, I think I would then go back to consolidated expenses, for example, you know, club together with family and friends and see which expenses you can conglomerate or consolidate with your family and friends just to try and minimize your spending. 
you know, I know for a fact that the price of items will go up. There are changes in supply chains at the moment, as we've seen. Manufacturing is now, as we know, possibly at the one third or 50 percent level. And of course, all of the items have been used up during the period of lockdown from the 27th of March to now. So in terms of supply chain, we will possibly see a lag with suppliers not manufacturing at full capacity. So, of course, the price of items will go up because the demand will then increase. And and I'm talking about things like groceries, for example, household appliances and so forth. So it's important to cater and put aside that sort of money for those unforeseen type of items in your home. Of course, because we are at home now, I just had a chat with one of my suppliers yesterday, in fact, and we were discussing the opportunity for a tax claim for working from home, because usually there is a bit of tax relief if you work from home. And I'm not sure for the 2020 tax year, which ends next year in February, for example, whether one would be able to claim a percentage of your rental, your electricity, water and lights and so forth from having to work from home because we're not working from the office. So there's savings for corporates in terms of rental, but I'm not sure if the government will allow some sort of tax relief next year going forward for working from home. So there are all these kinds of things that we can look at. I know for a fact that insurances have decreased, insurance companies have decreased their premiums to cater for individuals to retain their customers. So it's all about customer retention for a large number of organizations that we spend money with. So around insurance, banking fees have been somewhat negated or reduced as well to try and retain individuals as customers. So those are all the items that we can negotiate with during this period to reduce our expenses and to try and maximize our savings and our investments. And I think, Ethan, just to add on to that, besides COVID, just under normal circumstances, I would encourage individuals to save and rather not spend all of your money on debt, because what happens is if we create debt and thereafter we seek to pay off the debt, we end up in a cycle of debt. So for National Savings Month, my key tip would be if you do not have savings or investments at this point in time, then start a savings account or start an investment account to basically create value for yourself in the long term. For those of us who have investments and we have savings and, you know, we're budgeting strictly, we're applying the principles of budgeting strictly, sticking to our budget, I would encourage that we try and increase those savings a lot more to cater for unforeseen circumstances, higher pricing as we go, as our economy gets tighter and try and increase our savings and our potential to to save for a rainy day, as well as on the other side of COVID, we would like to see as many individuals as possible and companies and small businesses be in a better financial situation than they currently are. Firstly, lovely practical advice. I really, really enjoy the super practical nature of this advice. Many times financial experts and, and gurus can kind of give very vague ephemeral advice be like so i'm enjoying the very practical steps that people can take firstly kudos to that secondly i think this whole COVID situation has just gone to show that a employment contract is not a guarantee of safety and i think that's been a, a big lesson for many people so definitely saving is definitely a way to just give yourself a bit of a safety blanket it seems obvious but until you actually put those practices into action you don't quite see the results so let's talk about your book 
tell us about the process of writing the book and give us more of an overview of some of the other topics you're going to be covering in it. So my book was published by Jerry Roberts in the USA, and uh, it's been a process of a few years. It took me about two years to write the book, and I had to think about a topic of giving something back. That's essentially what my book is about. And because I am in finance, you know, I've been approached by friends, family, relatives, colleagues, and in terms of financial advice and finance guidance. And so I've helped, you know, many individuals, and I discovered that there was a gap. And the gap was essentially that there's a myth around finance in general. So people are not necessarily comfortable about products, for example. You know, they don't necessarily understand the full portfolio of banking services. They don't understand things like a credit rating, buying a property, buying a car, principles of shopping, marketing to, you know, the advertising that we see on our media and so forth. So my book is an attempt to bring in conscious consumerism across personal foundational finance. So the topics that I talk about are, for example, your goals. So I start off with your goals. What are your goals? What are the things that you would want to achieve as an individual and how to work towards that? A key point on goals is it's not your earning capacity. And, you know, you mentioned employment contracts that determines your financial wealth or your financial success. It's really your savings capacity. And that's a key principle that needs to be applied. It doesn't matter if you earn a million rand a month, for example, and you spend it all on debt. That does not necessarily mean that you're a wealthy person. So I speak about goals. I speak about those kind of principles. I speak about the, the principle of abundance and how we can apply the principle of abundance in our lives to create financial success. I speak about all of the limiting beliefs around money, you know, and I must say we're talking about this, Ethan, it's quite interesting because people are sending me posts about money and, you know, life is not about money. It's about kindness. It's about, you know, various other principles. But the full understanding of money as a tool of abundance is really not uh, valued in terms of how we as, as a general society and a general community in South Africa um, you know, accept money and its usage. You know, money is energy. And there's a fine line between, you know, greed and abundance. And I think abundance is the principles that I talk about in my book. There's a variety of tools that I provide in my book on how to create a path for yourself, how to create a stream of success. And I would call it rather success and abundance. I also speak about managing your income. And one of the key tips in my book is, you know, where financial gurus say that one should save 10% of your income, I would say anything over 20% is actually valuable to save. 10%, we look at the, our inflation rates at our consumer price index rate. It was 6.5% and now it's dropped to around 4, 4.5% over the last few months. So if you say below the 10%, over time, the time value of money depletes and erodes and eats away into your savings. So it's important to get a good financial advisor, which I speak about in my book as well, a good financial advisor who can put you on the road to success and to ensure that year after year, your savings are increasing, your financial portfolio is growing year after year. I speak about budgeting in my book, and I've got a sample budget, which takes care of all of the items that one needs to budget for. I also say at any given point in time, you should understand and know how much of disposable income you have to spend. 
all too often, even as you know, with the credit cards, it's very easy to swipe and to pay for things, you know, under the assumption that we have money in those accounts. And that could be quite detrimental if we don't understand how much of money we have to spend at any given point in time. I speak, of course, of buying a car. What are some of the principles to apply in buying a car? buying a property, what should one look for? And interestingly enough, when we speak about property, I read an article yesterday by a financial guru saying this is the perfect time to buy a property, of course, because the property market is devaluing and it's predicted that it will devalue by 5% over the next year or so. I think it will be slightly more than that. However, even though it might be the correct time to buy a property, it's also important to ascertain your affordability, to maintain the, the bonds and to pay for the property as well as in terms of employment. You know, are you secure and stable during COVID to be able to afford the property in the long term? Because at least for the two or first, let's say, four years or so, you know, you're really paying off interest on that property unless, of course, you're buying it for cash. If you have the cash, then, of course, now would be the perfect time to buy a property. I mentioned shopping principles in my book and creating your own brand, creating a lifestyle that's suitable for you, you know, not to simply go with the flock and brand names. And in South Africa, we become attuned to brand names over the longest period, possibly in the last 10 or 15 years. As women, you know, we have our guest brands and guys have watch brands. We have clothing brands that we associate ourselves with. And I think COVID is a great learning curve for us to see that the brand names, I mean, how much of value do they give to us? I also speak about essential and luxury items and how, you know, we could look at reducing our spend on luxury items during this time and focus on the essential items. I know a large number of individuals now are currently renovating their properties, spending their additional income on increasing the value of their properties, which is actually great. I speak about contracts and I speak about credit limit, for example, your credit limit and how you could utilize that profitably. An interesting fact is that 45% of South Africans have at least one debt judgment against them. So a debt judgment against you is not a favorable situation to be in. It's always best to keep your credit rating clean and to try and maximize on credit limit for those large ticket items which increase your asset portfolio. In my book, I talk about net worth. I give you the foundation on how to create your net worth between what you owe and what you own. And I have some very useful tips at the back of my book. That's the last chapter, which is useful tips which you can apply to create principles of abundance. And look, I know, you know, in general, Ethan, not many of us want to look at, uh, you know, our finances, sometimes quite scary to see how much we owe and how much we own and so forth. But I think it's important that during July, we take stock of this. I also speak about the principle of looking at your financial situation on an annual basis, on a quarterly basis, for example, very similar to budgeting in our organizations where we take stock of the budget and see where the variances are so that we can understand what our expenses are. And sometimes a reality check on that can be quite shocking in some instances to find that, you know, we're spending a large portfolio of our money on items which are not adding to our asset portfolio. So all of these principles are contained in my book and my book is available on my website, which is money-smartbook.com. 
Perfect. And then, so you've also got an event that's going to be happening this week, Wednesday. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the event is with Philip Craft, and it's about useful tips and financial advice during COVID. So Philip Craft is the financial advisor, and I've teamed up with him. And essentially, the event is on the 8th. It's at 8 p.m., and you have to book ticket online. All the information is available on my website as well. For the event as well, there will be prizes. There's a coaching session. There's two of my books. And there's going to be a range of shopping vouchers, for example, as well. And basically, we've teamed up to provide advice during COVID and financial advice and so forth. So the event is about money. We're looking forward to a fabulous turnout on the 8th of July, next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Okay, so ready with your family who's trying to Veloshni Nairu, trying all about money matters. Don't forget, if you want to get the book, all you've got to do is go to money-smartbook.com. 